Welcome back to the Commission Podcast, to a special two-part episode recapping the talks from this year's Men's Morning. Over 300 men came together for a morning of worship, fellowship, prayer, and teaching from Matt Fuller and Sam Mulberry. We were also blessed to hear from elders around the network. And these ones will just be highlighting the main talks. So we hope you enjoy this first one from Matt Fuller, author and pastor of Christ Church Mayfair, on the topic of friendship. Enjoy. Well, morning. I've uh, been asked to speak to you for just for a few minutes on the topic of friendship. Can I just say I've been asked to do that? I am not setting myself up uh, as any expert on the subject. I think God has been very kind to me over the years and given me some good friends. And uh, one of whom was kind enough to uh, send me uh, a little news story yesterday. So this popped up. I hadn't clocked it. Stig Abel, who someone knows, he's a journalist and um, written some books and um, currently fronts uh, Breakfast News on um, Times Radio. Anyway, he's got a new book to sell. So he was um, um, talking about that, really, and this was just an excuse. I'm a 43-year-old man with no friends. And uh, he says in the article, and I don't need them. I'm not saying, oh, woe is me. I'm saying, it's great, um, because I've got a great career. My wife is awesome. My kids are annoying, but I kind of like them. And books. Books are better than friends because they're more stimulating. Uh, and that's the art. And by the way, I've written a book, so buy it. Um, <laughs> and I thought, really? Do you really think that? And so I went and um, there was a podcast he'd done about it as well. So I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm speaking on this tomorrow. Let's find out. Um, and I listened. Actually, he was, he, was, he, was, he was very good natured about it. Because on the podcast, he's first interviewed by his wife. And he says, so my theory, right, you, you got um, career and family and friends, and you can only do two out of three of those well, and I've chosen career and family, and they're great. And she said, yeah, but like we hang out with my friends and their husbands, and you really enjoy it, so it's not true. And um, <laughs> you go for a lot of meals and drinks with your colleagues who you love. I think they're your friends. And, um, and what about him? And then he rang up his best friend, and they said, yeah, we're really good friends. Um, <laughs> and so he's good enough to say on this podcast, actually, when I say I've got no friends, it's just macho posturing. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't need anyone else. Actually, I kind of do. And any sociologist, all the secular studies will say friendship is enormously important in terms of well-being, this modern category the top 10% all have as their key element of those who are most well, um, quality friendships. It's just, it's enormously significant. The Bible has a book which is almost a treatise on friendship, which is Proverbs. I know it says other things, but just run with me for this morning. Three things, let me give you three things uh, that I just want to say from the book of Proverbs. They'll pop up uh, behind. Uh, you've got to be realistic, you've got to be deliberate, and you've got to be constant. Okay, those are the three, but we'll work through them very briefly. Be realistic. So um, Proverbs 13, verse 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. It's a very obvious point that those you spend time with will influence you. It's really obvious. We all know that. And sort of don't notice it. Uh, a little while ago, um, I was met up with someone in the morning in Richmond Park for a walk, and um, somewhat there was inevitable, uh, at one point we went past, uh, what do you call it, a flock of mammals, I don't know what the, you know, you know a, a dozen guys with their bikes, what's the collective noun, a 
pack of mammals, a paunch of mammals, a paunch of mammals um, there with their, with their bikes and their lycra and, and, just, and uh, having their drink and checking their data. Um, <laughs> and um, it just struck me, oh, no, that's weird. Every, there was about a dozen, maybe. Every one of them was wearing raffa shorts and raffa tops and they... They just, oh, oh wow, they're all wearing the same kit, different colours, to be fair, uh, but they're all wearing the same kit. Now, I know I'm offending some of you, and you say, well, you need to understand how good the material is. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I know, I know you want to tell me off afterwards. You, you don't understand quite how. Um, do you not notice you're, you're all wearing the same? I, I, maybe I wouldn't have noticed, apart from about 10 minutes earlier, we'd walk past a group of women pushing the same buggies, wearing the same hairstyle and the same sunglasses, and just thought, okay, there's something. And, and I'm not even down on Richmond, okay? <laughs> Ted Lasso lives there, we love Richmond. Um, but uh, just unwittingly, you've all become the same. Do you even see it? Do you even observe physically? And of course, with our attitudes, if everyone we hang out with is obsessed with money, we'll be obsessed with money, with our houses, with houses, with holidays, with holidays. If the people we spend most of our time with are miserable, we'll be miserable. Are angry, we'll be angry. And let's be honest, when you get older as a man, you don't need much help in getting miserable and angry. Just sort of, you know, it was better. Yeah, we all know, we all know. Um, you don't need any help in that. But those we hang out with, they'll... Of course, of course we'll know it, that they'll have an influence on us. And if those that we hang out with love Christ, verbally, volubly, demonstrably in their lives and their values, then we will love Christ because that's who we're hanging out with, that's who we're spending time with. I joined reading Thomas Brooks, written well on this, let those be your choicest companions who have made Christ their chief companion. Should I say that again? Let those be your choicest companions who have made Christ their chief companion. Or the modern version, I guess. Let your best mates be those who have Jesus as their best mate. And that'll, that'll affect you. It just... Will. I go to a lot of weddings uh, as a vicar, um, more than most. And uh, still, it's about 15 years ago, the best speech I ever heard by a groom. Uh, it's a simple line. I'm, I'm, I was twee. I'm sure I must have heard it subsequently. But, uh, oh no, it was by the best man, sorry, the best man, who said, oh, thank, you very, thank you very much, Bill, for having me as your best man. It's a privilege. But much better is over the last 12 years, you have made me a much better man. That's a good testimony. And you want some who do that for you. So be realistic. Those you spend time with will affect you, for good or bad. Just gonna be realistic on that. Uh, second, be deliberate. Be deliberate. So uh, Proverbs 20, verse 6. Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find. I think I put the wrong proverb, not to worry. Um, uh, there's a difference between deep friendship and companionship, and I think Stig Abel got that a bit confused in his own mind. Um, let me put up my target, um, if we've got that. 
the little chart. There we go. Woo. This is um, pretty much most secular sociologists, uh, Dunbar and all sorts of people, uh, end up looking like this. Realistically in life, in an average year, you probably have, closer to the top end, 500 acquaintances. People you meet in the regular course of life, colleagues and uh, distant family members, and you might bump into them once a year, and you like them. And you may be, I don't know, a work do, and you go for a drink with them, and it's perfectly pleasant, and you enjoy their company, but there's no way you're sort of ringing them up afterwards. You just haven't got time. Um, look, we have loads of acquaintances. Companions, that'll vary, somewhere between 20 and 100. It all depends upon your relational capacity, these things, right? But companions, probably your wider family, uh, your close colleagues, um, maybe for many of us, church. A again, we would be a bit more deliberate here. But there's a limit to um, how much time you can invest. Close friends, again, depends on your capacity, somewhere between 10 and 20. Uh, these are people that you've shared life with deeply <laughs> at some point. And there may be an ebb and flow. It may be you've, you, know, you think, oh, 10 years ago, I was so close to them. It's a little distant now. But when you meet up with them again, it's like putting on your favorite slippers. Um, and then confidence. You can't have many of those who most who know what's going on in your life. As soon as something goes well or badly, you call them. You're in touch with them. You can't have many of those, just in terms of just raw time. Now, then people go, oh, look, Jesus had like Peter, James, and John, and then he had 12 disciples, and then he had 72, and then it wasn't that interesting, maybe, I don't know. Um, but there's realism to that. And people ebb and flow, and the, the friends you have will ebb and flow. In, they'll go in and out, they'll cross the circles over time. But you do need to be deliberate about that time you spend with people. So uh, on Thursday, I had lunch with a friend. I had come down from uh, Sheffield um, for the day. And he came down and he had uh, well, early lunch with me and then a bit of a walk. Uh, then he was off to have dinner and a bit of a chat with someone else. And then he was going home. And he does that four times a year. And you think, well, what, what's, what's he come down for? He's to see two people. Well, what? And he uses his holiday to do that. Yeah. Why? He thinks it's important. Oh which is very deliberate. These are friendships I just don't want to let go by. And Christians should be good at this <laughs> in terms of being deliberate in friendship. We have better resources than most. We have the, the most important thing in common, Jesus. You've got to have something in common in a friendship. We've got Jesus. There's nothing more important than that. Um, we know we're sinners and get things wrong, so we don't need to be competitive because we can admit we fall short. Uh, we know we need others to live the Christian life. The New Testament tells us that, so we should be intentional in pursuing friendship. You have to be deliberate, but it takes time and vulnerability, sometimes money to go away and do things together. But you do have to be deliberate. C.S. Lewis, he had lots of good friends, or a number of very good friends, very interesting. He said once, uh, if I had to give a piece of advice to a young man about a place to live, I would say... Sacrifice almost everything to live near your friends. And, you, and most of you don't think that's true. No, of course you don't. Career is much more important and family is much more important. And he says, yeah, well, just before you think that, think about it. Because friendship has such a massive difference on who you are and how well you are. You want to give up a lot for your friendships. Um, so be realistic, be deliberate. Last thing, be constant. Be constant. Proverbs 17. A friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. 
And I imagine most can think of that. You can have loads of companions, but they're not there. I sometimes reflect uh, one of the worst moments in our family life. A decade ago, uh, the little girl we'd adopted after a year was taken away to put place with a distant relative. So we'd adopted her from birth. She was our daughter as far as we're concerned. And, and, um, uh, and then we lost her after a year. And it broke us as a family. But what made it much worse was the intense loneliness of people saying really stupid things. Uh, oh, well, you've still got a son. Thanks. Um, uh, well, she wasn't really yours, was she? Thanks. Um, but what made it the worst thing about it was friends who didn't show up. And by contrast, um, I'll never forget, uh, on the day we found out, one individual finishing work, driving three hours, sitting with only for, for me for about an hour in the pub, and then driving home for three hours to work the next day. And of course he could have called, but he knew that physical presence is very different. And that constancy is priceless. And another man who on numerous occasions when my family has been in real trouble has dropped everything, dropped his own life to turn up. And Charles Spurgeon once observed, when thou hast found, on this verse, when thou hast found such a man who has proved the sincerity of his friendship, and when he has been faithful to thee, grapple him to thyself with hooks of steel and never let him go. Because people who are constant like that are very, very precious. There are two problems when you consider friendship, um, and we've just done it for 10 minutes. One, you think, oh, I'm not very good as a friend. <laughs> and none of us are as good as we should be. That's all right, we're Christians. We say, I've screwed up. Can we have another go? And secondly, you think, oh, yeah, I wish I had friendships like that. Now, everyone's friendships look better from the outside, right? They're like marriages. They're never as good inside as you think they are. Um, and I, you, know, you think, oh, he's got some really good friends. Yeah, yeah, but not, you know, I'm also useless. Um, but you do have to, to be a friend, you have to have a friend. I remember someone saying that to me years ago. Or to have a friend, a decent friend, you've got to be a decent friend to them. Whichever way around you want to put it. But you have to show this to get it. Not rocket science. But I think you've got to also put those three things together. You can't be constant with many people. You can't just drop everything for everyone. You can only do that for one or two people, right? Or if your relational capacity is large, maybe a few more. But um, you can't be constant for many. So you do have to be deliberate in your friendships, without being ruthless about it. And all those on that target, they're all good, right? You need the, you need the small number, but we also really enjoy the companions. And you know, even the, the people we see once a year or so, we can still have a good time with them. They're all good. You just don't need to want to confuse the categories. But to be constant, you have to be deliberate. And therefore, given those limitations, be deliberate with those who have Christ as their closest friend. Because I take it on a morning like this morning, friendship is an inherent good for all in our culture, Christian or not. But for Christian men, we want to make a difference. We want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So invest and be deliberate 
with some who have Christ as their closest companion, who will help you be the better man. I think that's what we're aiming to do. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out part two. See you next time.